Hey, this is Paige Craig, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, we got a little bonus episode this week. That's what we're doing here on the Moto X Pod Show 114.5. Had a few extra interviews, a little more content. I thought I'd throw it out there and release it on Friday for you guys. Hopefully, you'll like it. I uh, had a little special interview with Kyle Cunningham, uh, you know, privateering it up again this year. He's doing great so far. Um, We've got uh, Dan Daniels and his his twin boys, Max and Luke, both got nominated this year to run the KTM Juniors program. So uh, I'm going to get Dan on and talk to Max and Luke. And then we also got Julian Perrier, who is the owner of Team PRMX, another privateer team that's been, you know, helping a lot of riders out. They're, they're making an effort. They're, they're uh, in the game and doing, doing what we love, you know, supporting the privateers and making a presence. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Just like I said, a little bonus content. Let me know what you think. Um, <laughs> our buddy Craig Martin just texted me a little bit ago and, and made notice that I guess at the beginning of the last episode of 114, I, I introduced the show as being sponsored by Torque One, being the title sponsor of the Pulp MX show. Clearly, we are not the Pulp MX show. It's the Moto X Pod show, but I thought that was kind of funny. Um, gonna do a quick sponsor reads real quick. Um, knock that out because they make the show go around. It's the only reason we're able to do this. Torque One Racing, once again, the title sponsor for hard parts such as grips, pegs, handlebars, TorqueOneRacing.com. Shock Socks, the original number one 10-second removal fork seal protector. MX Girl Designs for your graphic needs. All Sport Dynamics wrist braces. Mad Jack Synthetics, Dane Evans, and the Amsoil Distributor. Fly Racing, best gear in the world. Power Band Racing for your WP uh, Suspension Service Center. Works Wheels and Mods for motor work, Cerakoting, and other mechanical work. Uh, you can find him at, or hit him up at hoop2814 at gmail.com. Of course, Extreme Colors, custom painting, painted helmets for $295, xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com. And our newest sponsor, Kyle Tucker with Keller Williams Key Partners Realtors. Give him a call at 913-744-4790 or email him at kylecucker at kw.com. We appreciate all those guys being on board. Um, Anyway, let's get into this bonus show, and I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, boys and girls, we are here with a uh, one of our favorite Texas riders, one of our buddies. He's going to be brought to you by Shock Socks tonight, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing leaky fork seals, so ask your local dealer or go to BermMotorsports.com. On the line with us is privateer Kyle Cunningham, number 37, riding for Hanson Racing Team. What's up, Kyle? No, not much. How are you? Doing good, man. So uh, we talked a little bit earlier. You were going on a bike ride, it sounded like, huh? Is that part of, part of your everyday training? Uh, yeah, just different days during the week. Um, changes up a little today and did some mountain biking with some friends of mine. So cool. it was a pretty good time. 
Yeah, and are you training in Texas right now, or are you, where are you based out of for the for the East Coast Supercross Series? Yeah, I'm here at home in Texas. Uh, been riding up at Compound 77 and doing some training from the house. So nice. Built a couple of mountain bike trails within five miles that are pretty cool. So uh, yeah, it's been fun. Just the weather's been a little uh, hit or miss lately. <laughs> That it has, man. I think it's, for me, it's been going on uh, like two, two and a half months since I've got to ride. I've got bikes down and it's been raining like crazy here. So yeah, it hasn't been perfect. Yeah, it's either uh, either raining or cold lately. Absolutely. Well, man, um, so we're three races into the East Coast Series. Um, you are ninth in points. You know, you've had a ninth, a tenth, and a seventh. Um, I feel like you've been riding really, really good. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like I've been riding pretty well for uh, circumstance-wise. I haven't had a ton of time on the bike. Yeah. So, you know, before we uh, showed up in Minneapolis, I had six days, seven days on the 250. So, um, and that was on a stock practice bike. Right. So, uh, it's been a little bit of a scramble. Um, you know, Merge, those guys up in Oklahoma have been doing a great job just with the short time frame that we had uh it's kind of get what we get while we can and uh keep building as we go so um yeah it was uh like i said a short window yeah uh put together put together basically this deal um with the help of todd hansen and uh justin bringing a couple sponsors to the table uh in a four and a half week span of time so um yeah i'd say results wise it's been pretty good obviously i feel like i'm capable of more my starts haven't been that great and at dallas and even last weekend we made some big mistakes that uh maybe a little more seat time would change but um we're gonna keep building and just trying to get better every weekend and see if we can't keep moving up yeah if if my memory serves you uh did you have to go through the lcq at dallas and came from like a little ways back to win or was that the heat race yeah i went to the lcq at dallas i crashed crashed into the turn by the start um and then i think i came from like ninth in the lcq to win and then the main event uh went down on lap one which i was already back in 15th anyways or 12th um somewhere in that ballpark with a bad start and uh crashed after the finish line got up and tried to do the best i could with uh the situation i put myself in we ended up catching up and and finishing 10th, which wasn't bad. Um, so, you know, uh, like I said, it's it's been a short window, but, uh, man, I'm having fun. And I have a lot of people that uh, stepped up that with such a, a late start really hopped on board to help. And uh, we're having a good time. We're just going to keep building as we go. Absolutely. Look, you're, you're a vet at this point. Um, I mean, you've been through it in a lot of different situations. But coming in so – getting a bike so late um, – you know, and with all the changes, does that stress you out any, or is it just, you know, you, you are, it's old hat, you know what to do. I mean, every bike's, uh, a little different. I hadn't ridden a 250 in a little over a year. So, uh, it was a little different going back to the small bike, but, um, you know, we had some decent settings to start and, uh, you know, which, Made it a little easier suspension-wise, uh, being that I had worked with Jim and Snuffy before up at Merge. Um, so that put us kind of in a, a little better spot as we started off. Um, 
you know, I think the late jump, we didn't have all of the motor parts right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, there just wasn't, wasn't enough time to get everything coming that quick. Uh, you know, which we knew that going in, we knew how it was going to be. And we knew we'd just have to kind of piece it together as we went. Um, you know, but I've ridden, ridden a lot of supercross over the years. Yeah. So I wasn't too stressed about the seat time. I had been training, you know, since October, which, was a good thing that we kept going forward with that. Um, you know, and like I said, I've been having fun. I think that's an important part of racing as, as long as you're having fun doing it and, you know, you consistently want to get better every weekend. Uh, there's something to work towards. So Absolutely. it's been a little bit of a eye opener learning curve. Um, you know, I handled working with sponsors in the past and stuff, but you know, with the help of Todd really, trying to put this together more as a, a team, you know, not just a show up and race out of the back of a pickup situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's been a lot of groundwork I've had to do on, you know, talking with sponsors and getting all the parts coming and, uh, you know, booking flights, hotels, et cetera, you know, the rundown, sure. um, which has been a little more time consuming uh, than I thought, but you know, it's been fun to learn that side of it. And like I said, I mean, everyone that came on last minute, uh, you know, I think it was two weeks into January, maybe a little after that, that we really had sponsor wise finalized and ready to move forward and start getting stuff on the way. So, um, to have all those people jump on, you know, that late in the game and want to support the program and support me has been really awesome. And, uh, you know, everyone involved, it's, it's made it super fun and, you know, we're having a good time with it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're, you're well liked in the pits and you're a class act. So it doesn't surprise me that these people jumped on and helped out. Um, why the change, why the change to the 250 and also the change to uh, Honda? Um, I had been, I mean, the change was, you know, I had been riding a 450 a Honda a little bit, uh, in the off season, um with the weather surprisingly i only got to ride it four or five times uh so that was kind of crazy but um you know i like the bike and whenever this all went down to put together you know within a five week span of time um you know obviously i would have loved to show up at a1 and been riding the 450 but uh you know with putting sponsors together and making sure we had the parts to go racing um and all the backup stuff that we needed, as well as having to get deals finalized with people who wanted to be a part of the program. Um, I just knew that was going to take some time trying to, you know, even trying to chase the last half of the 450, trying to get to Seattle and a couple of those other rounds didn't really make sense. So budget-wise, what we were working with and what we had, it, it seemed to make the most sense to do it the way we did it. So we made that decision and, uh, you know, I went and I drove to Atlanta to pick up bikes. So I went straight to Atlanta, loaded two bikes up 30 minutes later, was back in the van on the way home. Uh, that was five weeks before the first round. So, um, you know, just with the time frame, the time I knew it was going to take to put it together, I wanted to do it the right way and I didn't want it to be, halfway done and us struggling trying to get to the races too soon yeah that makes sense that was probably a smart move um you know and and, um what were your goals with all this happening and it being a late start um 
you know, but again, you're you're a vet, you know what you're capable of. Did your goals change any because it was a late start? Oh, I mean, not really. I think being a little more optimistic or realistic about where we were or what we needed to do. I mean, when I mm-hmm. showed up in Minneapolis, I hadn't been on a gate since August 24th, I believe, the last round of the outdoors. So yeah. and that it has with... been a while since I, Go ahead. since I lined up. Um, but, you know, I just tried to go in with an open mind. There's really, you know, being a part of, of putting this together and, um, you know, making decisions and stuff like that. There really wasn't any pressure. We were going into Minneapolis with six days on the bike, and it was more of a, hey, let's show up, see where we're at, and kind of <laughs> go from there. And, yeah. you know, the way the way I rode, I felt awesome. The start really killed me there. I think the result actually could have been a little better with a better start. But, uh, you know, I mean, you have to be realistic in the sense of I knew we were going to be building as we went. Um, each week something was going to change and hopefully get a little better. So, I mean, obviously I'm still hungry. It's not like I want to go out and run around in 10th place every weekend. That's not my goal. I want to consistently get better, and I think I'm still capable of being up with those front guys. So, um, you know, just a little bit as we go here and there, we learn a little more every week with the bike and uh, the program. So we just have to keep the right mindset, not stress on what we did last weekend, and just keep trying to better ourselves every weekend. Yeah. And as a privateer, we just came off this last round was a triple crown. Um, do you like that format? Is it more difficult? You know, uh, they allow two bikes, but that's probably very unrealistic for uh, you and your position right now. Um, but just like, what are your thoughts on the triple crown format? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think the triple crown's exciting from a spectator standpoint. Absolutely. Um, you know, the racing's. I think intensified, uh, the races are closer, they're shorter motos, um, the battles are a little better and I feel like it's kind of, from what I've seen, the one I raced and the other one this year, you know, it's kind of anyone's game, especially in the 450 class right now. So, um, you know, it gives a different winner, winner each time. And, uh, I think it brings a little excitement and something different. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to do any triple crown formats before I raced the one. Yeah. So, uh, I think it was definitely a little, little tougher than I expected. High okay. heart rate, um, first rounds, but, uh, you know, it wasn't bad. Like I said, it, it brings something different to the fans to change it up for a weekend. And I think it's pretty cool, uh, cool that they do it. So I'm really not opposed either way. I mean, I do still like the, the longer motos, the track breaks down. Um, like you said, Triple Crown makes it tough for privateer standpoint. We were going to build a second bike, um, but with the spare parts and the stuff we had sitting aside, if we would have done that, I pretty much would have been in the situation I had to ride the other bike if we had the problems. Right, so okay. I see what it you're saying. Didn't, uh, yeah, it didn't really make sense at that point. Um you know, which is a little bit of a gamble, but it ended up working out. We had a little little scare. We were checking something before the last main and then put it back together and <laughs> had a little mishap and had to pull it back apart seven oh, wow. minutes before I was supposed to be on the gate and still ended up making it up there. So 
Yeah, the windows are a little tighter from a privateer standpoint. It's probably a little harder if you do have an issue. Um, I think we saw that with Chad at the one early on. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had to miss miss the second moto. Yeah. So, um, But I think for those guys, even for the factory teams, it's tough to go and build a whole nother bike for each rider they have on the team. So, oh, yeah, I can only imagine. Um, yeah, but... Uh, like I said, I'm not opposed to it. I thought it was fun. It's something different, changes it up, and uh, brings something different, as the fans can tell. So sure. And we got another, you know, another uh, change in program coming up to some degree with the showdown. Um, you know, that's kind of early in in the East Coast guys' season to have one. It seems like um, you know the the West Coast got a few more races under their belt before it happened. Um, but realistically, it doesn't really change anything. It's just another race. Um, you know, I guess it can affect the points for each group a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on the showdown coming up though? I mean, it's again, for the fans, it's fun. It's cool to see. Yeah. I mean, uh, all the years I've been racing the, the showdown was kind of more of a Vegas thing, you Mm -hmm. know, it's when we all got together. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a good thing. I think it brings something different. Uh, I think it's, I don't know. It's kind of tough to say. Like, I kind of feel like the East Coast guys get, you know, one less race because you're taking one of the East Coast rounds and putting everybody into it. Uh, I think, I, I don't know. I feel like it maybe would make a little more sense if there was one on the West while they were doing their series yes, and yeah, one yeah. on the East. Right. Um, so that it was leveled out. But. You know, like you said, I think it brings something different, brings excitement. Um, you know, Atlanta's always got a huge crowd with the Georgia, Florida, all those guys, North Carolina, South Carolina that ride on the East Coast. So, I mean, if they're going to do it at one of the stadiums, I think Atlanta's a pretty one, pretty good one to do it at. So, it'll bring some of the excitement, makes it a little tougher uh, getting everybody in on the gate. But, uh, you know, it's definitely... Uh, earlier point instead of waiting around in Vegas to see where you're at. So, yeah. Yeah. It's again, like I, I'm having to look at it from a, a fan standpoint because I'm not involved with racing and, and I'm excited about it, but I do think they got to figure out a way to even it out. Even with the, the triple crown, you know, one coast is going to get two of them while the other coast only gets one. I almost feel like the show that one of the showdowns should be a triple crown. That might be too much for the teams, but I mean, at least then it sort of evens out. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, ha- I mean, it's almost, it's more of, I mean, technically the West guys get 10 rounds, the East guys get nine, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, it's, it, I, and I'm, they're trying to, you know, they're testing the waters with different things. And I'm sure eventually Feld's going to get it all worked out where it's, it's a little more even. Everybody's happy, hopefully. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's something cool. I think they'll keep doing different things yeah. and, like I said, I think it's a good move on, you know, their part to bring a little more excitement and something different, whether it's a triple crown or a showdown for sure. the racing format. Um, so. I did see on Instagram that you got the uh, privateer performance card from Dino. Um, that's a pretty cool thing that he's doing. How much does that help your program out to get a little bit of extra cash for gas money? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, I've known Dean for a long time growing up and racing with him and stuff. He actually scared me when he came in the pit. I was looking down <laughs> at the ground, and he came in hollering with this big old card, and I just started laughing. But, uh, <laughs> no, man, he's a, he's a good dude. It's really cool that he does stuff like that yeah. with the privateers. Um, 
you know, to give out something just to show what they're doing and, uh, and help them out. So it's really cool. He's put together something like that. It seems like there's a lot of avenues in the industry where he does stuff like that on the regular. So, um, it's a pretty cool thing. Definitely. Um, do you, at your level and, you know, your experience, do you still like you're out there in practice? Are you still learning from some of these younger guys and, and, and then of course watching the, the 450s when you're waiting, I mean, do you still pick up on things and go, oh, I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, just like any other sport or anything in life, you can always constantly learn, uh, certain things are always evolving and changing, um, you know, and everyone's always constantly trying to be better at them. So, right. uh, there's definitely things you can take from other guys on the track. I mean, the level of competition now, uh, you know, everybody is really working hard training and putting everything into it as well as burning laps on a regular basis. So, you know, it's, I think that's what we're seeing in the 450 class. There's tons of dudes that, you know, I've really stepped up that I think at the beginning of the year, everyone thought there was, you know, going to be one or two guys that won. And, you know, we've seen a, a different side of that and a different top three quite a few of the weekends. So, you know, I think that's just a level of equipment and, you know, everybody wants to do the best they can and is willing to work hard for it. Right. And, uh, there's always, there's always changes to be made and things to get better at, uh, no matter who you are. So. Yeah. Uh, I just thought of something I want to ask your opinion on since you're not riding the 450s this year, but you're seeing what's happening. Um, do you think Cooper Webb um, is inside? Do you think he could be inside the head of guys like Eli and Kenny and, and that, you know, this that he really, I feel like he's got a realistic champ- shot at winning the championship. That's clear. But do you think he's at that level where he's kind of gotten their heads at all? Oh, I mean, I don't necessarily know if you would put it in the sense he's gotten in their heads or Mm -hmm. just the fact that he's gained respect from those dudes. I mean, last year, last year he was solid, um, you know, with results, even when I raced him, like, you know, he was doing good last year on the, on the other team. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this year I think he really stepped up and I know the dude's a hard worker and, you know, I think he's come out and, kind of surprised some people it was you know uh just watching he's been he's been on it man he's riding really good there's a lot of dudes in that class right now that are riding really well i mean i feel like there's you know five or six that could win on any given weekend depending a start depending on the track or how it goes but man he's been pretty he's been pretty solid won multiple overalls and uh you know been throwing it up there and seems like his confidence is up where it needs to be. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I look at it that he's in their head or, you know, if, uh, they're just realizing like, Hey, this dude's moving. Like we (laughs) got to be on our game too, you know? So it's interesting. It's been an exciting year so far. Uh, before I let you go though, I want to, you talked about all the help you had, uh, that came in last minute. Talk about your sponsors. Um, give us a rundown of who's helping you out. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big part of any team, but especially a privateer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been awesome. Uh, like I said, so last minute to have so many different people get involved. Um, it, it's truly been really cool to know how many people are really supporting me and, uh, what we're doing right now. It's, um, you know, it, it makes it rewarding, uh, yeah. 
you know, to be out there, not sure what I was going to do, but be able to put this together in a short amount of time. So, um, Todd Hansen over at HRT, uh, Cherokee, you can check those guys out at Visit Cherokee on Instagram. Freedom Power Sports, uh, local dealership here. Um, always, even when I get parts, was going in there and getting them when they weren't helping me, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Merge Racing up in Oklahoma, uh, Honda, um, Boyce, FXR, Charity Air, FMS, DP Lubricants, CD, Bell, Pirelli, 180 decals, uh, Briar over there does a great job with graphics. Um, W, Cherby's, Works Connection, Vertex Pistons, ODI, Recluse, Guts, X-Trig, Sunstar, DT1, um, every single one of you, you know, thanks for, uh, coming on board and really stepping up and helping out when I needed it. And, uh, hopefully we can keep getting better as we go and represent you guys in the right way. Definitely. Yeah. You mentioned Briar Perry. I, um, I just had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, um, and I got connected with him through Brian Fullerton at Cherby's. Um, yeah, Briar's a pretty cool dude, man. He uh, he did all the Hep Motorsports um, graphics, and um, yeah, he's he's a cool dude. I honestly hadn't really ever heard of 180 decals. At least it never it just didn't click when when I heard, when I was told who he was. But seems like he's doing really good work, and yeah, good dude. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he did our stuff. I met. Briar actually in the past when he was racing and then he did our stuff as well uh when I rode for Albertson's team and oh, he told me that that's uh, right yeah yeah and then he did the ACP stuff last year and you know I called him as well he came on board to help out with graphics and nice. I couldn't be more pumped with what what he put together uh you know in a couple weeks uh the bike turned out looking great and you know, I feel like he's got that open mind. He's always looking for that different way to impress by the way the bike looks. So right. he's done a really good job. Awesome. Kyle, man, thank you. Dude. I'm really I'm really happy that you're having such a great season so far, and I hope it continues to, you know, grow and get better as the team, um, you know, as as you get all of the parts together and everything you need to do. Um, man, I just I think it's fantastic you're still out there representing Texas and kicking ass. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. All right, Kyle, we'll take care. Working. Yeah, man, take care. All right, and I'll see you. you uh, I think the next one I'll be at will be Houston. So I'll see you. Well, that's the West Coast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. um, well, I'll see I you. Might be, I might be down there hanging out. Okay. Well, and I'll, I, I think <laughs> so, I'm going to Nashville and then Denver. So I'll, I'll see you again soon, man. But uh, great talking to you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Kyle, take care, buddy. All right, you too. All right, thanks. Bye. It's Kyle Cunningham. Appreciate him coming on. It's always fun having uh, those privateers on and especially guys that have become buddies over time. And, you know, we, we uh, here at the Moto X-Pod show, we like to uh, promote all the guys, all the privateers. But there's a special place for our Texas riders, even though I claim California most of the time. It doesn't make any sense. But, uh, hey, who needs to make sense, right? All right, we'll be back. Just want to do a quick reminder on the giveaway contest that Amsoil Dane Evans with Mad Jack Synthetics has offered up for the Moto X Pod Show listeners. Uh, it's a one-year sponsorship where uh, the winner, the, the winner of this contest, will get all his oil for the year, whether it be for your dirt bikes, your vehicles you transport the dirt bikes with, ATVs, dune buggies. Whatever you need Amsoil-wise, you get it at a wholesale cost. Uh, it's a major savings, save you a ton of money throughout the year. Uh, over Orders over $100 are free shipping. 
Uh, this is something that Dane wanted to do to help out and support our listeners. We have some of the best sponsors on the around, and Dane's been with us for a while now. Um, all the details on how to win this contest are on MotoXPodShow.com. There is an Amsoil contest tab with all the rules. Uh, what you have to do, basically, you have to follow our show on Instagram, MotoXPodShow. Follow at Dane underscore Evans 393 on his Instagram Follow both of our pages, and then there's some other things you got to do. Just check out the, the website. It gives you the details, but it'll save you a ton of money. You know, only enter if you really want to win. Um, it's a pretty awesome deal to save all this money. You know, we, we spend a lot of money throughout the years, throughout the year, doing our servicing of our machines and our vehicles, and with Amsoil being you know, one of the best synthetics on the market, you can go longer between oil changes, so it saves you money that way, too. It's just really a rad thing. Thank you, Dane, for doing that. But, uh, yeah, just want to remind you, go to MotoXPodShow.com and check it out. Right, on the line with us right now, brought to you by Allsport Dynamics Wrist Braces. When riding and racing dirt bikes, protection is key. Allsport Dynamics are, hands down, the best wrist braces available. Trusted by many top pros, such as Weston Pike, Joey Savacci, and Adam Cianciarillo, as well as NFL players, Major League Baseball players, and top bull riders. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com and follow them at wristbraceguy on Instagram or email me, darksidemx3 at AOL, for pricing. But on the line with me, we have Mr. Julian Perrier, owner of Team PRMX. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing good. Just uh, got off my day job and glad to talk a little moto. Sounds good. Yeah, man. So, um, tell me a little bit about your team. Um, you, you know, you got some great sponsors on board. Uh, you're making a present at Supercross. How did you How did you get involved with uh, Supercross to begin with? What made you want to do this? Because uh, it was a bit like for me, Supercross is a top, top, top sport for motocross, and I just wanted to be at the the top level with whatever I wanted to do with motocross. Yeah, and I my goal was just to. Ride for fun at first and whatnot, and then got a bit carried away with <laughs> trying to do some, some team stuff up in Quebec, Canada. And then, first thing we know, trying to do Supercross. So, yeah, that's, just, that's, that's the best the, the best sport there is. So, I wanted to do Supercross and nothing else. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, that's a big step. Um, and I always say when I talk to to owners of teams, you know, the, the, the smaller teams, you know, how thankful I am to have you guys involved because there's so many great riders and so many guys that deserve opportunities and it's very difficult for privateers to do it on their own. Um, how, how did you, uh, go about, you know, like finding sponsors? It can't be easy. You've got, um, Hoosier on board, X brand goggles, blood lubricants, and many others. Uh, you know, how do you go out and promote yourself and get these guys to get involved? I mean, at first, it was just uh, phone calls, email, all day long, like uh, getting people to say no, we're not interested. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're not proven. You're not nothing real. You're all the way up Canada. How are you gonna make it work? Who do you got backing you, like uh, financially and stuff? Yeah. And yeah, it's just, all those questions. I started like it's gonna be my fifth season officially doing Supercross, and I mean. Honestly, it's a bit like a privateer. I just I'm grinding every day, talking to people, trying to get my my team, my names, my sponsors, myself. One day I want to be like on the top. I, I want to own a factory team one day. Nice. I like that's that's hefty goals, man. That's awesome to 
to see, you know, if you look back at like, you know, where Mike Genova started and where they are now, I mean, it's definitely something that's doable. You just have to, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how difficult it is on your end. I can't imagine what you do on a day-to-day basis, but it is doable. Yeah, I mean, if these guys can do it, I can do it. Yeah. How do you how do you pick riders? Um, you know, you, you've got, I've seen like Logan Carno and uh, Daniel Herline, and you've got a number of other guys. How, how do you decide who's going to ride for you? Pick and choose and go with the attitude and how they, I mean, how they respond to me when I text them or call them. Or For me, it's all about the presence at the track for now. I mm-hmm. mean, we're trying to get results. We're trying to be in the main every weekend. Uh, but obviously, like, it's not easy. I mean, there's tons of guys out there that they want the same thing as my guys, sure. and we all want the same thing. So, but, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking for guys that are going to represent us the proper way, and I want to have fun with them because I'm there pretty much every weekend. Uh, I'm mechanic for Richard Jackson at the moment. Uh, I'm just, I'm a, mental, I'm a mental coach. Like, my, my day job, I coach people. Um, in the car industry and whatnot, and oh, okay. like I try to work with the guys, and yeah, we're just like a like a small family, I guess, and we try to hang out as much together and try to to work together, and it's not always easy, but I mean, yeah, it, that's that's my goal for now, and just to build the program, build the sponsors, build with the guys, and like that, that's that's the way to go, I think, and having valuable people around us that will showcase their sponsors and stuff and yeah. then as we as we work together the results you know are better and better every year on and off the track so absolutely yeah i i think that's the only way to go is to have a good atmosphere under your tent and and the family you know treat everybody like it's part of the family those guys going to want to be there and, and the sport is supposed to be fun so yeah i think that's a yep, perfect attitude fun, yeah exactly if it's not fun there's so many things we can do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I mentioned Hoosier as one of your sponsors, you know, and I grew up with my dad racing stock cars and man, I just, Hoosier was the, the name in open wheel racing. Um, what do your guys think of their tires so far? I mean, I, I know you wouldn't, you're not going to say anything negative, but like, I mean, how is the company really, um, how supportive are they? How much are they trying to get involved with the sport of supercross? A lot. Like they're just, great to yeah. be honest tires the tires are good they're better every every one or two weeks they oh, do cool. changes they, li- they they listen to to our comments we're not just like a number in the company and like every weekend they call us how do you like the tires and stuff and i mean the tires are amazingly good and uh, the support that they gave us is just unreal and i'm not saying that because they sponsor my team i'm yeah. just saying that I mean, we got on board with them because of Cody Van Buster that introduced us because I was with another brand before and I didn't really want to do the switch. But as we grow together with Cody and talk to, to Uzir, we got to test the tires. Logan tested the tires. Richard tested the tires. Mm-hmm. Everyone, like, loved them. So, And for me, like, having a small private, privately owned team, that you know, money is crucial. Sure. The support that we got for them, from them, sorry, it, it's great. Like, it, it's amazing. And we had the chance, like, to, to help them out as well. I all their tires all on the West Coast, got off the miles to the Uzier athletes and stuff. So, it's like, I, I was able to give a little bit 
back to them by helping them out. So yeah, it's, I, relationship. it's great. I, I I'm glad to see other teams out there. You know, I mean, Dunlop is, you know, they've kind of had the the their hands in the pot for a long time and they're a great company also, but it's good to see other companies come in and get involved and especially a company like Hoosier who's been around a long time. So I'm glad they're giving you that support. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, I wouldn't go with any other route. I'm happy <laughs> where we went. So that's fantastic. So, Hey, we just got done uh, with the triple crown. That's that's for, as a fan. And I've been talking about this a bunch in interviews lately, like as a fan, it's, it's fantastic to watch. Um, not easy for a team, I'm sure not easy, especially for a small team, uh, with parts and extra bikes that they're allowing you to have this year. Um, do you like the triple crown and what, how much extra pressure does that put on a team like yourself? I do like the triple crown. I I would love it if it would be in it every week Oh wow! or every time there is one, you know? Yeah. Uh, if we, if we could be in there like on a regular basis and not worry about making it, uh, I think the bike are not really an issue for us. We have great sponsors with Cowie and Chelsea or Kawasaki that helps me with bikes and whatever we need. It's just the fact of, you know, the only thing I would like to be different is the qualifying, like qualifying top 18. There's basically 15 factory bikes yeah, or like 12, 12 factory bikes or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I like the format. It's cool. And I think it's cool for the fans. This weekend in Detroit, we had great races. So, I mean, it's just the fact of being in or out. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, you know, I kind of, uh, Steve Mathis has talked about, and, and Daniel Blair also on his show, just some ideas to improve. And I, I know Felda is going to work on it every year. But having, even for the guys that don't make the night show right now, it'd be nice if they had a B main or something that was on TV to get those guys some more exposure and racing. Exactly. That's the only thing missing for that format or just, you know, put the show a little, a little bit earlier, like yeah. instead of opening at 7.30, open at 6, so we can at least do our LCQs on TV and with fans, so we can actually, like, showcase yes. what we got going on. Like, for example, uh, this weekend and last weekend, unfortunately, Richard had bad starts in both LCQs, but came up from, like, 15 to 6. So, it's a good race for him to you know, you see him going up the every, every lap. If he can get a start, he's good. But, I mean, that would be good racing to see on TV. Good block. That LCQs are always wild. So, it's, <laughs> yeah. I think it's good to be it's good to be in the main show. At least the LCQ would be opening up the, the program, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. And, and hopefully, like I said, I know Feld wants to improve, you know, everything. And I'm sure they're going to listen to some of those suggestions, and, and in time, hopefully, that's that's where they'll head. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if if only the LCQs would be on 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 the main show, I think that would make a huge difference for everyone. Right. For the fans. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, now you mentioned a little bit ago, like you know, it, there's 15 basically factory riders, you know, making the main. Um, that's where the state of our sport is right now. There's just so many top level guys and. Uh, there's a lot of really top level teams, um, you know, and in some aspects that's really good, but it, it, it does kind of hurt the privateers a little bit. Like we were just talking about when they don't get TV time, what do you think can improve with the state of the sport? What, what can fail do to, you know, to make it better? Do you have any suggestions to make it better? I mean, they're, I mean, they're, I think they're doing a good, a good job. Like overall, they have race day live. They have, they invite like a lot of privateers on their, 
like mid show day, we got our our writers to go on there sometimes. And I mean, to be honest, just it's it's to focus a little bit more on the on the privateers or privately owned team or people that don't have access to the factory parts because we try. I mean, we we try every every year when I built my bike. We try to get like the good stuff kind of yeah. kind of thing, but we 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 don't have access. And even if all the money in the world was like, they they still won't do it but okay. for, for from from a sales point of view i mean to put a little bit more focus the private gears maybe like uh like every every week take take like top five private gears and just do little interviews on tv yep. that's that's not time consuming it's 30 seconds to do an interview with let's say by like whoever name, name one guy like next week, it's gonna be those five guys, and we're gonna do an interview. It's gonna take three minutes, thirty seconds each, and we're gonna introduce them on TV live and just tell them who they are, who they write for, who are their their sponsors and whatnot. I think that's like a five minute that would be worthy for everyone, even with Feld and like all the all the people helping the industry, like our our sponsors and stuff, would be mm-hmm. more than happy to have their little little time on TV, like yeah. with they. I totally agree with that. I actually, I think it was last season at some point. Like, I really, I enjoy the makeup to mud um, segment. I do. I think women have a, a place in our sport. Um, I, I'm friends with a couple of the ladies that have been involved with that. I think it's a great program. But I also think, like you said, a privateer profile one one a night or whatever with a couple guys makes so much difference for these guys. And you know. Um, you know, I, I got involved with this podcast because I listened to the Pulp MX show and through his show, I learned a lot about who a lot of these privateers are, you know, like the Intinaps and, uh, A-Ray before he kind of moved up and, and it made me start liking these guys. I'm like, man, I want these guys to do well. And it opened up the sport so much for me, but the general, the, you know, the, the, the common fan doesn't know who those guys are. And I, I do think that's a key thing they could do that would be very easy. You're a hundred percent correct. Yeah, it, it it's not hard to promote them. That's for sure. Right. Um, have you had talks? Do you have a connection or you know somebody that you can with AMA and with Feld all that that you where you could go and talk to those guys and do they, do they seem like oh yeah listen? oh hundred percent like after the the round with the with the Lyme issue and stuff mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Bauer actually. Uh, stepped up and we have meetings every Saturday now and I mean they, they are there to make the sport better also nice. as as the as a one like writers, spells, AMA and everything. So yeah, we, we have access to to talking to them and yeah, they're they're not like running away if you want right. to talk about anything. Good. So that's good. Yeah, that is good. Um how about, you know, just talking about that same race, I think that was we had some issues with the AMA, or it was actually the week after where they where Bowers got DQ'd. Um, there's some inconsistencies we've seen over the years with penalties uh, and rulings. Got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think Bowers' pass on that Barsha wasn't worse than any other pass that Barsha could have done <laughs> during his career. Right. Or I'm not pointing any fingers at no, anyone, no. but I understand. I mean, that's racing. I mean. He didn't straight T-bone him. Yes, he pushed him wide, and then he got over the berm, and it looked more dramatic than it actually was uh, for me. For me, but sure. I'm there every weekend. I understand <laughs> it. We race arena cross. Or, like if 
these guys would see Arena Cross, it would probably be like, oh, okay, that was pretty soft. Right, so, exactly. For me, for me there, there's no, there's no, like, you, you shouldn't be DQ'd for that, because, I mean, like you said, it's an in, like, it's not consistent. Like, they will allow some passes, and, like, one weekend, they'll DQ someone for something similar. I don't know if, like, the the, the guy that do the DQs or whatever had a bad weekend or something. <laughs> yeah, it, John, it, you it's... never know. It, yeah. And it's humanly mistakeable. Like, humans make mistakes. Humans are emotional. Sure. So, that's the thing. <laughs> the feeling I get just from listening to, to Bowers talk was that John Gallagher and he just do not get along and I think Tyler's opinion is that John has you know kind of has a vendetta against Tyler and that's where you you need like a board basically you know more than one person involved that can make a ruling and 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 but I yeah. th- I, I really do think and, oh yeah. go ahead no, no I'm just like like a penalty like that shouldn't be addressed on the track agree it should be reviewed. it should be reviewed after and like let's yep. say five people so there's one breaking point, so sure. it's not two two. So there's two three. Majority wins, and then you you can't penalize someone that is racing and just took someone out because I mean we're we're racing dirt bikes. We're not playing like curling or volleyball. Or <laughs> right. Nothing against the sport, but I mean dirt dirt bikes. You'll get contact. Absolutely. I mean the guys they are racing for their paycheck. Yeah, you're right, and. I don't know how we fix it because it's been a problem over, you know, I guess really throughout the entire history of our sport to a degree, you know, we try to make things better. And I, it, it seems like there's just so many chiefs and not enough Indians, as they say, when you have Feld, yeah. ABC, NBC, um, WADA, FIM, team owners, riders, everybody is looking out for their own best interest. And it's hard to come to, uh, to an agreement, I guess. Exactly. I mean, it's, like you said, a board wouldn't hurt. Right. Well, hey, tell me a little bit about the riders you have involved right now. Um, how many guys are you helping every week? Uh, on a weekly basis, normally I have uh, pro guys. I have four. Um, Cody uh, Van Buster got injured at the beginning of the season. It was a rough season for us. But uh, I just uh, replaced him with Brock Baker from California. He's going to start this weekend in uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm waiting for for Cody to get back a hundred percent, and he's going to come back with us after. And uh, Logan Carno been with me for five years. Oh, it's our fifth season together. He comes up to my house every every year, and we do all those little arena cross races that we can find. Right. I keep him racing all all year long. Uh, Richard Jackson uh, from uh, Oklahoma is one. That uh, that we got, and we like a lot. He's a good, he's a good, uh, good kid. Still pretty young. I think we can, you know, bring him up the rank a little bit, and then we'll see what happens with him. He, he's probably maybe gonna get picked up by something better. Who okay. knows? So um, yeah, but I, I like helping all privateers, and even in the pits. Like uh, we uh, we all uh, call Cole Martinez bike, and yeah. if they need it tools or parts or anything i'm always open to helping people like if they need oil we got the blood racing oil with us so we can help people and also i have daniel Irline, that was one of the top marina cross guy 
that um, board was off on the 450. I think he's still getting a little bit used to that 450 and that longer track. Like, the arena cross is very short. And, yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, but he's getting good every weekend. He's to train, he's to get in good shape. And, yeah, he's a good rider for sure. But, no, I'm, I'm trying to help anyone that will ask for help like for if it's for like i said a bolt or oil or anything i can can possibly do to help people out i'm always available in the pit that's great man i i yeah once again i'm just so thankful that guys like you are involved um i say every week that this sport there's so many good people in the sport and it's like a family and guys like you just continue to prove it uh i said we we need you we need you in the in the industry um i'm thankful that you're here and Hopefully, I'm going to be. Well, I know I'm going to Houston and Denver, and I, I plan on coming to um, Nashville. So, yeah, I definitely need to come say hi to you. I, I was going to. I was supposed to come say hi to you at Dallas, and that was just a hectic day, and I never got over there. Yeah, it was a pretty hectic day for us too, with the parking situation. Yeah, and the weather. We, we, yeah, we've been following the series since day one, and we seem to always get the short end of the stick with the parking. So <laughs> figures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're working on that every week to get a good spot and get the sponsors displayed and yeah, like have the the good racing tent, the ASB tent, like all the the cool things that people can come and see and touch the levers and whatever with the ASB. Right. So we're yeah. we're trying we're trying every weekend to, to to get the best display possible. But yeah, I mean I'm I'm excited for for the rest of the season. Um, I won't be. Uh, missing much of the races, I'll be missing a couple. I'm going to uh, overseas to do some coaching in in France, so oh, nice. I'll be missing a couple. Well, Julian, I really appreciate you coming on for a little bit tonight and telling us about your team. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm super excited that you're involved, and I hope to see your team grow and be into one of the, you know, one of the top tier teams. Man, I mean, you're you're on you're on the right track. You got the right mindset, and it, it's awesome. It's all about taking it slowly. Yes, I mean, every year I'm trying, I'm trying to upgrade my program, not too much, not try to get over my head and buying too too big of a truck, too big of a trailer. And it's like I'm trying to keep it small with it being big at the same time. But, like, all expenses are counted through weekend. So, uh, but we got good sponsors, good people helping us. We got our gear sponsor with Strip Gear out of Canada. I, I do my own graphics with, with my wife, with added graphic, and, like, everyone that helps us. It's, it's just a, a big bonus, and I think every year we're going to be able to slowly step it up. Yeah. Well, and anybody that's listening, you guys go follow him on Instagram, at Team PRMX. Give him a follow. Uh, just another great, great team in the industry. And, man, thank you so much for giving us some of your time tonight. I'm good. Thank you. All right, Julian, you have a good night, buddy. All right, thank you. You All too. All right, bye. Julian Perrier with Team PRMX. Uh, yeah, man, we, we talk about the privateers all the time, and we need those guys involved, the TPJs, the Ty Lubes, uh, any of the other, you know, HEP. HEP's not really technically a privateer team. I guess they're a little bit bigger, but, uh, you know, even MCR, they, they were a privateer team. I guess technically still are like HEP, but they're a little bigger, but – we need those teams around to give our all our privateer riders some support. Uh, they're the backbone of the of the racing. You know, the, there's only so many top level pros, and all these other guys need somewhere to go. Um, it, it makes the <laughs> hell it makes the LCQs exciting. But we're, we appreciate Julian coming on, and uh, yeah, we'll be back with another guest here shortly.
All right, on the line with me is Dan Daniels. His two sons, Max and Luke, have had an opportunity to run the KTM Juniors program this year. One at Glendale, one at Arlington. Dan, how you doing, man? Yeah, doing great. So you're out of at a track right now. They've been riding all day, huh? Uh, yeah, we're at a track, taking a break, fixing bikes, having a snack. So, uh, man, having a great, just <laughs> an awesome. Awesome day. Sounds like it. So tell me a little bit for you before I talk to the boys about, you know, how the KTM Juniors program came about. I, I mean, you guys got, you have to um, apply, they nominate, and and what the overall experience was like for your family. Yeah. So um, the way the program works, you know, anybody can apply. You, you have to have some race experience. And, uh, you know, KTM <clears throat> asked for it. A ton of information, making sure the you know the kids are healthy. Information from your doctor. Uh, one of the primary things they look at is school and their grades. Um, and then it's all the kids are picked at random. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we, it's just total chance that you know our twins got picked the same year for two different races. And um, really, the one of the best experiences of their uh, their lifetime. It's it's really a dream come true for any yeah. year old kid. That's really cool. And I I would imagine if only one of them got picked, the other one there'd be a lot of disappointment. Um. Yeah. You know that's that's just part of the sport of motocross. Right. You know they and there's there's a lot of disappointment, but there's also more. Uh, more highs that, that come from it. And, um, I mean, we're grateful that they both got chosen, but yeah. we knew the, the chances were really unlikely that, that they both would get picked. Well, that's really, really cool. Well, if you don't mind, let's, uh, let's get Max on the phone. Talk to him for a moment about Glendale. Okay. Hang on. Max is, uh, Max is right here. Okay. Here he is. Hi. Hi, Max. How are you, buddy? Good. Well, I got a chance to meet you at Glendale when you raced, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it. Um, first of all, was it one of the most fun things you've ever done? Yeah. Yeah. What did you? What was your favorite part of the track? Probably the whoops. The whoops. I'm scared of whoops, so you're a lot cooler than I am. Um, so I, I know it was really exciting day. Did you get to meet um, the Cooper Webb and Marvin Muscan and the other KTM riders? Yeah. And are those guys, are those some of your favorite riders? Yes. So I bet that was pretty exciting. Yeah. W- tell me what your favorite thing about racing motorcycles is. Is there one thing that you just, that makes it the best? Yeah. W- well, tell me what it is. What do you like about it? Squeezing the bike and jumping a lot. Yeah, jumping's fun. Um, and how old are you right now? Eight years old. Max, do you have a girlfriend? No. Good. Motorcycles are way better. So what do you want to do? Do you want to be a professional motorcycle rider when you grow up? Yeah. Yeah. And who is your absolute favorite rider? Is it one of the KTM guys or is it somebody else? Probably Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb is really cool. And he is, He. I think he's going to win the championship this year. Yeah. So when you and your brother Luke go ride, who's faster? Is it different? You're faster some days, or is or one of you always faster? Well, some days I'm faster, and at some tracks Luke's faster. That's pretty cool. And and when your brother beats you, does that upset you, or are you proud of your brother? I'm 
I'm proud of my brothers. Oh, that's awesome. That's so you're a good kid. How about school? Do you do you like going to school? And what's your favorite subject? Probably when you do it right. <laughs> that's your well. I was talking about at school. Do you when you have a class? Do you have a favorite class? Not really. Not really. Yeah. I, you know, when I was a kid, my favorite class was PE because I like to play sports. So what what is the next race you're gonna do? Do you do you race at local your local tracks? I'm sure. I'm gonna race at St. George Wood on my street right now. Oh, cool. And do you know if are you guys gonna try to go to the Loretta Lynn's races? Is that something that your family wants to do? Not this year. I don't think we're gonna do it this year. Okay. You're pretty. You sound like you're a very smart kid. I so, but you don't like school that much, I guess. But I did race the letters the last two years. Oh, did you? And how did you do there? Do you remember? So the first race, I think I got about like nineteenth, and the next race I got fifth. Hey, that's really good. That's a good improvement. So if if you keep improving like that, you may might win the next time. Well, overall, I got fifth, but in one of the races, I got third and. The two other races, I got fish. That's really cool. Um, so what if you could tell somebody else that was listening about the KTM Juniors program, would you tell them to that they should do it, their kids should do it? Yeah. Yeah, because it's a lot of fun. Were you nervous with all the people in the crowd cheering and yelling for you? No. No? Just um, How about doing this interview? Does that make you nervous or is it fun? It was fun. <laughs> That's cool. Well, Max, it was really cool talking to you, and I, I'm glad that you gave me a few minutes to talk to you, um, and I, I hope that you do really well at your next race. Okay, thanks. Uh, you're welcome. Can I talk to Luke? Yeah. All right. Hi. Hi, Luke. How are you, buddy? Good. So before I ask you any questions, I'm going to tell you, I'm kind of a nerd, and I love Star Wars, so Luke is one of my favorite names because of Luke Skywalker. Do you like Star Wars at all? Uh, no. No? Okay. Well, that's all right. But you like riding dirt bikes, huh? Yeah. Is there anything that you like to do more than riding dirt bikes? No. No? Do you like any other sports? Do you play baseball or football? No. Nope. Just motocross. That's that's it for you, huh? I ski. Really? Water or snow? Uh, snow. That's awesome. I have never, ever snow skied. And I'm, I'm kind of old. I'm 43 years old. And I've never got to do that. You're very lucky. <laughs> well, you race at Arlington. How did you do? How was your finish? Uh, good. Do you remember what place you got? No. Okay. What was your favorite part of the track? Your brother said he liked the whoops. Uh, I like the rhythm section. Yeah, you like getting some big air? Yeah. Cool. Um, how about meeting the pros like uh, Cooper and Marvin? Did you get to meet anybody else? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Who'd you meet? Jordan Smith. Oh, he's a cool guy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. So I asked your brother this question. I want to ask you now. If your brother beats you at a race, are you proud of him or are you are you kind of frustrated because you wanted the win? Uh, I'm frustrated. You're frustrated? <laughs> yeah, that happens with brothers. Like you always want to beat your brother, but you want him to do good, just not as good as you. Mm-hmm. What What is your, if you're not riding motorcycles, what's your next favorite thing? Do you like video games or Legos or anything like that? Uh, no. No, nothing else. It's only motocross for you, huh? That's your favorite period? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How about school? Do you like anything about going to school? Uh, yeah. Math. Really? Mm-hmm. Math. That's cool. I like math, too. Um, how about girls? Do you like girls yet? No. Stay away from girls. They're trouble. 
except for your mom. Your mom's cool, but <laughs> but all other girls are trouble. Um, so your brother said he raced at Loretta's, and I assume you raced there too last year. Yeah. And how did you do? Last two years I did. Okay, how did you do? Do you remember? Uh, no. No. Um, all right. How about at the stadium at Arlington? There's a lot of people there. A lot of people cheering and standing up and clapping. Was that nervous for you when you're on the gate and you see all those people in the stands? No. No, not at all. You guys are pretty tough. Your brother said the same thing. I would get nervous. Um, mm. is there, what is your favorite thing about riding motorcycles? Is it cause like your, your whole family's out there? Is it just being able to compete, uh, what do you like the best about it? Uh, hitting big jumps. <laughs> that's a good answer. I like that. Well, that's really cool. If you could tell another mom and dad that was thinking about letting their kids do the KTM Juniors program, would you say you got to do it because it's fun? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. How about, do you have any good sponsors that you want to thank? Who, help, who helps you and your uh, brother? Besides, I know your mom and dad. Is there anybody else that helps you? Uh, 60, uh, um, ramps and racing, uh, Thor. Thor, good. Okay. Atlas. Atlas neck brace. That's good. Well, you have some really good, oh, go ahead. Alpine stars. Uh, yeah, Alpine star in 100. Awesome. Well, you have some really good sponsors, and you, you and your brother seem like really good kids, and I'm really glad I got to meet you guys. Um, and I, and thank you for coming on here and talking to us for a little bit. You're welcome. Okay, well, good luck at your next races, and hopefully I'll get to see you guys again one day when you get, you know, when your brother and, and you get really fast and you're racing the amateur nationals, and hopefully I'll get to interview you again. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Will you be safe, be good, and uh, listen to your mom and dad. Okay. All right. Thank can, you. Bye. Thank you. Can I talk to your dad again? Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. You never quite know what you're going to get. No, but man, they, they're honestly very well-spoken kids and seem very, very intelligent. You're doing a good job. It sounds like. Uh, yeah. Thanks. I'm not sure, but, uh, <laughs> <It's>, well, <laughs> I, we I, have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. I'll tell you, my son just turned 21 and it happens really fast. So just enjoy right. it and keep doing what you're doing. You're on the right track. Um, did you have yeah. any other sponsors that you wanted to thank that they didn't get in? Uh, you know, there's, there's a long list. Um, <clears throat> Pinnacle Racing Suspension has has been phenomenal. Um, setting these little kids' bikes up. Mm-hmm. Um, T-Rex Motocross is uh, another one that has been instrumental. Uh, Lance Motorsports helps us out a lot with motors. Um, you know, I'm not sure the other ones they, they've mentioned before. But, right. Uh, yeah, Thor helped us out, 60. Um, you know, there's a lot of other small companies that sure. really help out. So, well, Hey, do you have what? Do you have a social, any social media where you post the boys' pictures and results that uh, listeners can follow? Yeah, we do. It's, it's uh, on Facebook, T-Rex Motocross. So T-R-E-X-M-O-T-O-X. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... It follows uh, all of their activities, and uh, it's one website. for We have three boys, so it covers oh, okay. three boys. And, um, so it's pretty cool. How, and they, you know, they take care of it. Awesome. How old's the other boy? Uh, the other boy is uh, 10, so he's two years older. And, um, 
he probably loves the sport even more than uh, than the two you just talked to. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to get him on real soon, and we'll do an interview with him. Um, I'd ask the boys about Loretta's. Are you doing any of the like freestone or anything? You know, this year we're we're kind of toning it down just a, a little bit sure. after doing the KTM Junior Challenge, and um, we're going to make a you know a run next year again for all the nationals. And, nice. Uh, we'll be back at Loretta's as well. So, okay. Um, we're all. We're moving on up to bigger bikes this year, and we're training and racing a lot. That's awesome. Well, you have your hands full, but it sounds like you're doing a good job. And uh, yeah, if you if you make it down to Freestone next year, I'm about two hours away, so I usually come down on awesome. fr- Friday and I'd love to see you guys. And I'll, I'll get back with you about, about getting your other son on. But thank you so much for taking some time, and I know it's a busy schedule. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Yeah, I, I've got two bikes torn apart. I got kids scattered all over, <laughs> racing dirt bikes. Want me to put gas in their bike? Yeah, so they can go hit the track again. So it's, it's moto yeah, dad so life. Awesome, uh, it's so much fun. Well, hey, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time and and um, you know letting us look into your life. It's awesome. Yeah, great. Thank you. All right, Dan. Thank you, bud. Okay. All yeah. Right. See ya. See ya. Okay. Bye. All right. Dan Daniels, Max and Luke, Twin Boys, T-Rex Motocross. Check them out. Follow them on Facebook. Uh, he didn't say if they had an Instagram. I'm going to try to check that out. I'll tag them in something when we, when we drop the show here in another day or two. But all right, that's it.